in game. Paul Jordan, he's got the biggest shoulders I've ever seen. <laughs> What's up, uh, dude? I like it. What's up, brother? How are you, man? How's it going? You, you know, I, I really wanted to uh, start out by go, like saying the the I saw that you had started a thing, and I saw that it said stream something, and I went to go click on it, and it was like something like, okay, sign in or pay for this, and I was like, well, Paul's got a thing, and I like him, and I want to I want to listen to it and I want to see what right. it is. Right. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do a code thing. Let's kind of, kind of, so what our, that, our powers combine. Yeah. That, that had to be Streamlabs. So I just, I just switched over uh, from Caster IO to Streamlabs. And apparently they have like a thing to where you can donate to the live streams. Okay. Um, I haven't set any of that up. So that's probably why when you clicked on it, it was, I, I stream it straight to Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Oh. And so Streamlabs has its own thing where it consolidates it right there. So you, that's like a separate page, but mm -hmm. it automatically puts it on the tweets. So mm -hmm. I, that's why I started put, I, I started sharing the YouTube link onto Twitter because when I realized that, I was like, no, just, just watch the show, guys. Just watch the show. Don't worry about paying anything. You don't have to pay anything. Just watch the show. <laughs> that, that's the worst thing, though. It's like, I, but, yo, before you even get to watch the show, you got to pay for No, you don't have to pay for anything. It's right. Streamlabs. <laughs> I'm, I'm not familiar with it myself. I just bought a year, like a year subscription for it because I was like, oh, this is a pretty good deal compared to the other ones. Let me just jump in right now. It's got to be a good one. And I have so much to learn with it. So that's my bad on that. You know, this is this is this is my fourth year, maybe my fourth or fifth year doing this. Mm. So uh, you and I you and I are what is like 218th or 19th episode. Nice. And I still say I'm still I'm still beginning. I'm right. still in the middle. I'm right. still figuring it out. It's still an ever-evolving process because yep. I'm hopefully going to be very good at this. And especially, especially now when the stakes aren't as high, you know, the stakes aren't as high. I can have the mess ups and I can have the figuring it out and I can have the bugs and I can have the how many how many times have you lost an episode that you recorded yet? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's right. too many. Too many. Uh, you you can have those. You can have those. Uh, those little those little bang ups. Those little bonehead moments when and then you can go. Ah, well, you know, it makes me makes me wiser for next time. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing too. So I, I started about four or five years ago. Uh, mine's been more on and off. So I started Spitting Venom Radio. And that's a podcast that my friends and I used to do. Uh, we started doing it that way because I liked the idea of having some people around me to be able to do the podcast. Because I, I just didn't like the idea of doing it by myself. Like, why would anybody want to listen to me by myself? That's that's a weird thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started out that way and we were doing it. But then we started having issues trying to like manage the time to get together and stuff. So then it fell to the wayside and we weren't doing it so much. And then more recently, I was like, man, I really, I really have to get the podcast going again and i have to I, I really have to see like if i can do it and just stay on top of it and get it to build to where you actually have an audience because we had a small audience but it wasn't that big whenever we whenever we stopped so this reboot we still do spinning venom radio but i started doing the just just jordan stream which is a live stream kind of podcast type of deal and it's literally only me for an hour talking about a little bit of everything really and i see that like especially with your shows you're always constantly evolving 
that's a that's a big that's a big theme with mine as well, where we're constantly trying to evolve ourselves into something better. Now, your better for you is better for you, and my better for me is better for me. But my better isn't necessarily your better, you know. So we're we're trying right. to figure out what works for us. <laughs> right, because because you know you, I I say this all the time. Let's say your your audience or your goals, whatever they are, they're not going to find you unless you're doing the work. Right, right. I like that. Yep, yep, exactly. I, exactly. I mean, for sure, I haven't met my audience yet. I have not, they haven't seen me or discovered me yet, but I think eventually they will. But yep. at this point, uh, the, the stakes are low and mm -hmm. I'm just making sure the message is genuine and yep. the sincerity is very transparent. And yep. it's all, it's all a figuring it out process. I mean, yep. <laughs> it's, that's everything really. Right. That's really everything, you know? And dude, you absolutely applied this. If you can, uh, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, all I said, all I ever said I wanted to be was a pro wrestler and a stand up comedian. I never said I wanted to be a podcaster because it wasn't a thing yet. Sometimes right. what right. you want doesn't exist yet. So if you right. feel aimless and you feel like you don't have a desire for anything maybe what it is that you want or that you desire doesn't really exist yet right maybe or maybe maybe you'll meet the love of your life tomorrow and they'll be like oh yeah i wasn't born when you were 18 right you know? right. <laughs> right right <laughs> that's just one of those things and you know it might some people might frown upon it because of the age difference but hey whatever makes you happy makes you happy Hey, it was it was just it was just a very random poll for an example. I don't think, I don't think it was a, I don't think there's any specificity to it. It was not it wasn't my love of my life. That's how my brain works, you know. When I hear that, I was like, "Hey, man, I'm not going to judge. Do you do you, brother?" But I know there's going to be some people that's got some comments, <laughs> you know. So but I can't I like believe. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I can't believe that we haven't discussed podcasting previous to now. It blows my mind just because when we're backstage and we're we're talking about wrestling and and especially comedy because I know you've you've done some storylines especially in the Capital Wrestling with a couple comedians mm -hmm. and um and the wrestling stuff is so natural but I think that this is a natural transition into that because we're storytellers this is storytelling on a, at a different level but it's still storytelling nonetheless mm -hmm. but I'd like to go back to where you were talking about how uh, maybe what what your pool is or what what your your thing in life it hasn't been created yet. Maybe it hasn't been created yet, or maybe you haven't discovered it yet. Maybe it is there. Maybe it's been there this whole time, but you haven't quite right. put those pieces together and you found it. You know, because that was how I I came across this. Because I always I loved wrestling growing up, so that was like my my idea of what I wanted to do. But I also loved uh, talk radio. And this isn't like this isn't Howard Stern. This isn't like uh, Opie right. and Anthony or any of the like, like Jock, Jock. <laughs> yeah, morning, morning drive. Yeah, and but right. those are like the big names that people have heard of, you know, because they would do their shows were more kind of like a circus type radio show because like especially Howard Stern, he'd have all those different types of characters on, and it's going to be an interesting show almost every day. So this is a different formula and a different type of thing, but I always love that type of stuff. So now I feel like I'm I'm not a shock jock or anything like that, but I do feel like there's parts of me where I'm like, okay, I gotta when I'm going to do my stream, I gotta get my Howard Stern on. I gotta make this interesting. I gotta I gotta tr see how I can make it work. You know, so it's like uh, it's another yeah. thing where I can spend your you can put your energy into just like wrestling that you get passionate about. You know, that's what uh, I like about it. It's cool, it's, man. 
it's you gotta hook them. You gotta hook them, and that's what those shock jocks do. They gotta like, yeah, they got their what their value is is like. Sometimes it's like I gotta entertain you between your drive from work to home, and and vice versa. So it's like I gotta just make sure I say the things that align with kind of the very broad strokes of the things you enjoy. Right. With with this, with what I'm doing and what, what you're doing, it takes a little bit of effort to find what this is, but it's kind of going to scratch the itch that you didn't know you had. Hopefully. Right, ah, right, right. And and I think I think that um, the effort, like you said, spending spending your effort, it's it's. I think I say it all the time, and please steal this. Please use this as well. Mm-hmm. The currency of your effort is more valuable than the currency that is your money. I like that. Because it's really like, it's really like you, the, you have so many things that can like take up, like you can be distracted in a second by, mm-hmm. by a text message, by a phone call, by mm-hmm. like people will watch movies and I'm guilty of it too. I'll watch a movie or a TV show and I'll barely be watching it because I'm looking at my phone the whole time or right. like, exactly. That happens. Going, going to the those weird things that happen sometimes. Right. Exactly. 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 Every, everything. So if, if we can provide, if we can provide some of that sitting on the toilet talk <laughs> and, and you're going to, you're going to download and listen to these episodes. Exactly. Uh, absolutely. If it's something that will sort of be on brand with the stuff that you poop to. Right. Right. Put me in it. Exactly. 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 So you, even if you, and that's the thing too, where, where I tell people where they're like, Oh, I don't know if I have time for your show. I don't know. No, that's okay. Put it in the background. It doesn't, it's, it's not like you have to sit there and just listen to everything exact. No, it's a, it's more of a hangout. Let's just, you know, if you hear something that you like and you laugh about, it's enjoyable. Cool. But it's not, it's not a, it's the, if I'm doing this thing every day, or if I'm doing as, as often as I do, it's more about that that continuancy of of having each other there where we're passing this message to each other and it and it's more of a positive message and and you are too but for for my show we have more of a positive message and if we're doing that every single day it's only going to have positive effects and it's right. only it's going to have you continuing like on symbiotic relationship exactly. with the listener exactly. and the exactly. broadcast exactly. I got it. And you find people with your the same way that your mind thinks, you'll eventually find them. But you have to put yourself out there enough for them to be able to find it. You know, that's the hard part is is getting to the point to where you have plenty of people who think the same way that you do and you have your little community because we all don't mesh together, you know, but you want to find the right people that will mesh well with you. And then you have your community and you build it and it's, and it's pretty awesome. Like I have a small community right now, but it's pretty cool because we have a lot of people that think very similar to each other, you know, like-mindedness is important because, because not, not only that, it helps you find, it helps you find things you didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. You can find it that that can be the thing that you find. That was, that was your missing ingredient this whole time. Like, and that could just wind up being by some chance. I love, I love the idea of like the the resources that connected all these things. I'm like, oh well, yeah. like oh, I introduced this friend to that friend, and then they did this amazing piece of work together. I I that lights my fire so hard. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And and how it all comes together like that because then eventually you realize like it's a small world. 
it's a small world and we have a lot of uh like like-minded type people working together you know and mm -hmm. then you see that uh the more that you get to know different people you start to see pieces of yourself in them and then you realize that maybe you do have more to do with uh people than you think you know right. and right. then people separate themselves a lot with like the different the different hierarchy of value so you have things that are important to you that aren't important to somebody else you know right. and then right. people get angry because it's like oh how come you don't like Doritos like I like Doritos? You're an asshole. But <laughs> I just like Doritos more than you, you know? So it's like, oh, you just like Doritos more than me. It's not it's not that big of a deal. But sometimes <laughs> people will have a hard time with that with that difference of opinion or difference of 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 thought or whatever it is, you know? Well, it's but, it's a, it's a matter of like reacting in a way in which you're taking something personally that's not it's not to be taken personally. Like, right, right, right. That's that's a good point. It's it's really like my my liking of this doesn't discredit your liking of that. My disliking of that doesn't mean you're dumb for liking it. It's mm -hmm. it's it's really like it's really like okay, well, I know not another person will have grew up in the house I grew up in with the siblings that I had and the mother that I had. Everybody's right. got a different outlook on where they came right. from and what 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 was really there for them when they needed it to be? That's why like nostalgia is such a big thing. Yeah, huge. Because what's that? Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai yeah. is huge right now. Yeah. That's more of like a nostalgic type uh, type show, right. which I haven't seen any of it, but I know it has to do with Karate Kid, which was like in the eighties or early nineties, I think. Right. Yeah. You you didn't watch Karate Kid? I saw Karate Kid, not not uh not the new one. Of course, uh -huh. I saw Karate Kid. Come on, man! I had I had my first existential crisis with Karate Kid Two, because uh, Mr. Miyagi's grandfather was dying at the beginning of the movie, and I remember watching it as a young kid, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, he's he he he's dead now. What is dead? That he's not coming back." Oh, yeah. and that movie that, that was the first time you faced you I have to, yeah I have to look back at the different years and see like what I remember the scene too so I have to go back and see that scene now this now you're bringing up some weird memories oh, <laughs> it's weird how it got to this because I really did have that that weird existential feeling where I was like wait death that you you're gone you just don't exist anymore and then after that I, I did not want to die at all and that I was obsessed with that for like six months after that where I was petrified of everything and I didn't want to I didn't want to make the wrong move because I didn't want to have a heart attack and die because I think the guy died of a heart attack. And it you know, nobody explained this to me, but I wasn't the type to ask people about it. So I was dealing with it internally, and that's probably not the best way to to deal with things because it's it's good to get a different uh, perspective, which yeah. I, I've learned from then. But at the time, you know, I had to deal with my deal with it myself and I spent a, a little bit of time there just freaked out and it was because of this damn karate the karate kid of all that's why all i refuse you know? to watch cobra kai i will not oh. be watching it it'll get you <laughs> and i haven't even seen it but if it's any if they have those little pieces there's going to be something that gets you you know well yeah i mean it's it's got such a level of cheese and it's like yeah yeah it's yeah it's forgivable cheese Right. You got to you got to you got to appreciate the cheese. I mean, we're pro wrestlers. Yeah. So it kind of comes with the it comes with the territory, you know. When um So when you were a kid, did you did you go to church or anything? Did were you did you have a like a system built for that sort of thing? Like were you raised by by religious upbringing in any way? Uh no. Uh so I'm from Florida. I'm originally from Florida. 
where they and don't have they don't have God there. They don't, they don't have God there. I mean, you you drive down the interstate and all you see is Baptist church and there's a few Catholics. Catholic Catholicism wasn't that huge down there. It was mainly Baptist. It was Black Baptist, White Baptist, and everything in between. And there were some some other there's other ones that are more they're more like the Baptists are kind of like the mainstream Southern church mm-hmm. type stuff. So it's like a little bit more accepting and stuff like that. But there are some, there are some small churches down there that do like the hellfire and brimstone, which is very exciting. If you're the type of person like me, you to go down there and just listen to a charismatic guy talk about, you're about to go to hell. If you don't straighten your shit up, mm-hmm. nah, it kind of has you believing it a little bit, but no. So like the, where I grew up at, I'm the oldest of six kids. And, um, the parents weren't necessarily there. Like, I don't know my biological father. So I, I dealt a lot with my mother and um, dealing with my younger brothers and sisters. Uh, so I didn't have a lot of time to worry about. I don't know. It's weird. I know that it's such a cornerstone when it comes to religious belief and those types. Of, it's a it's a cornerstone for people. But I just didn't have that ingrained into me at a young age. Mm-hmm. So I had a bunch of different friends who were in the churches and and those types of things. And me not coming from that background, and then I would see people be hypocritical, it it made my opinion on religion or spirituality negative. So I I had a lot of negative thoughts towards uh, religiosity because I would see children being children, being hypocrites and doing like they would go out to parties, but then they would go to uh, church on Sunday. And then I would be like, oh, well, you're you're not saying you're not doing what you're doing. If, if Jesus is real, Jesus knows what you're doing and he knows that you're bullshit and coming in here. So, so I would think about it like that. And, and baloney, baloney, sir. It's, it's just, that's just what I was thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, and as I get older and then I realize that like, you know, people are going to handle things the way that they, they handle things that that doesn't necessarily mean that the spirituality or, or anything like that, like, cause I'm so different. I've evolved. I've evolved a lot compared to with the way that I think about things from now to where I was then. Cause I, I had way more negativity in my thought processes. Hopefully, Maybe, hopefully Paul. Hopefully. Right, right. Oh no, I've evolved, but I don't know if it's evolved for the better or the worse. That's to be determined. Y'all tell me if it's for better or for worse, you know, but, but I'm, I'm more open-minded now. Um, and I was less open-minded back then, but I, but that was just me. Like I didn't have parents giving me some type of a guideline. I didn't have, I had wrestling and I had, um, and then I had to be the older brother. So I'd help my younger brothers and sister. Um, mm-hmm. But I did not, I didn't, I didn't have any like a, like a traditional upbringing. I don't have like a normal family life or anything like that. I didn't have father. My mother was kind of barely there. She was, she was on drugs. So she was like in and out of the, in and out of the house. So okay. I was basically kind of, spending more of my time taking care of my younger siblings because there wasn't anybody taking care of them. if the, if the step parent and the, and the actual parent are not, not they're around, but they're not really around. Mm-hmm. You have to take responsibility. So I've had to take responsibility very young and I had to worry about those types of things very young. So it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting way to, to go about things, you know, but, but all these steps kind of, turn you into the person that you are. So I, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. You don't appreciate it when it's happening because you're no. very angry and you're like, you're oh, inside of it. You have this, this such a good life and they have both their parents and they, oh, their parents come to school with them. Well, what? That's weird. Why would their, your parents actually came to school and have lunch with you just to have lunch with you? That's yeah. some shit. I, I didn't know they did that. My, I can't get my mom to even ask me about my homework. 
let alone get her to tell me to do it, let alone come and say hello at school or anything like that. So it was, it was a, a different type of upbringing, you know? Our, our, our damage unites us really hard. <laughs> well, how about you? What about you? Tell me a little about where you came from, where your, where your damage sure. came from. <laughs> I my my dad wasn't around. I, my my mom raised us, but she she tried her hardest. But I mean, when we were kids, we were we were poor. We were just poor, you know, welfare kids living in my grandmother's basement. And hey, those welfare Christmases though. Did y'all have right. some good welfare Christmases yeah, though? Because well, well, those people miracle miracle. Don't take Mary, man. I'm telling you what, like we didn't. We didn't have money or anything, but we would sign up for the like the welfare Christmases, and they would bring like we would be bicycles, like basketball, like all this stuff. Like we we couldn't buy, but they were just bringing it because it was Christmas, and we were like, all right, cool, sweet, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, people talk about welfare Christmases, but that was like the best part about being poor. Well, like, <laughs> like, like these like, people were like, like, that stuff is the stuff that we have to like normalize normalize how that's okay and how to not yeah. be ashamed of that 100 and yep. for sure and for sure be able to pay that forward like mm -hmm. give what you can give what you can what whether it's whether it's valuable lessons or mm -hmm. whether it's currency whether it's yep. effort because effort yep. is the currency that matters the most yep my yeah. mom my mom yeah. had a my mom still has it on her fridge there's this like comic strip where it was like uh it was like these kids playing with a bunch of toys and stuff and in uh, one in yeah, one strip yeah. and then the other the other strip was like the parents like playing ball with them or something and it was like huh. you can give them you can give them stuff or you can give them time time is more valuable and she still has that she still has that on her fridge now My that's the way to go yeah <clears throat> that's the way to go that's because it's true, though, because because, yeah, sure, like monetary value is something and there's something to it in the world that we live in. But w that connection, man, that that time that you spend with each other is because you'll never get that back. You can have a dollar here and you have a dollar there, but you'll never get that time back. Right. You know, that's and that's a big thing, you know, because I had a tumultu I had a I had a tough relationship with my mom uh, growing up and it was always it, it took me a while to forgive her for for the positions that we were all in. But then as I got older now evolving, I realized that, you know, she was doing her best. She didn't mm -hmm. know what the hell she was doing, where she came from was not, not any better than where we came from. And it's hard. Once you have that understanding as an adult and be like, damn, like we're lucky to even be where we are right now. Like I'm so lucky to be here and have my damn stupid ass cat picture. That's, you know, this is, this is it. You can't ask for much more than that. Other than that, man, you're, you're good to go. You know, if, if it's just, it, you can, you can dwell on a lot of the bad negative stuff, but that's, that doesn't help you. Like I could, I, I have the damn cat picture right here, which makes me so happy, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to dwell on the past and feel bad. No, I'm going to look at that picture and be like, hell yeah, general man cat. What do you need me to do? <laughs> what, you, what what what's the orders brother what's the orders i got you man Yo, you have to you, you, like that's part of that's part of a, an evolved way of thinking having having the empathy to go like what forgiving somebody who didn't even ask for forgiveness before right, they right. before they would even ask for it go yeah you you know what i get that yeah. you're i'll get that you're somebody who was probably ill-equipped for the the position you were put into and you did your best and like I had a conversation with my father. My father, my father left when I was when I was like nine months old. 
Right. Um, and uh, did he give you a reason? Did he say like? Did he give me a reason with a baby? Hey, hey, listen to your baby. <laughs> so, so he left you? No. So he left you when you were nine. So nine nine months old. Yeah. How? When did you talk to him? How old were uh, you when you when you talked to him? I met him. I met him a couple times when I was a really little kid, like that I can't really remember. Right. And I know for sure I met him again when I was like nine or ten or something. But that was it. And no, well, him and my mom got back together for a spill there, and had had I had a sister. Then they had another kid, gave me a sister, and then he left again. But he wasn't he. So he had it. Now you have a sister from him, but yeah. he's he's been in and out basically. Right. He hasn't yeah. he, but more out than in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he. This is the weirdest thing. Okay. So this is this is a confusing story, and I'm sure I've told it on the podcast a million times. But just to That's give us, okay. I, I, I need to, to know. I need to know. I relate need to, know. to relate yeah. on our damage. Yeah. So, so uh, my parents were married when they were kids. My parents were married. They were like. 19 years old when they got married. So they, they got married and had three kids. So my, my older brother, Justin, my older sister, Julie and me. Now, when I was a baby, um, my uncle Billy, who's like, he was, he's like 14 years older than me. He had this girlfriend and she, and she was my babysitter. Right. So she would come babysit me. And then my dad started fooling around with the babysitter and he was like 25, 26. Mm -hmm. She was like 14 years old. Oh, Jesus. So he, he then skedaddled, uh, went off and had children with her. So they went off and had four kids. And then when his mother, his mother was in my, was in my life. Like I was, had a good relationship with my grandmother. And uh, my my grandmother was like, "You got to let Mark meet his kids. You got to let Mark see his kids. He's got to have a relationship with his kids." So we right. saw him. We saw him every Sunday, for a little while. For a little like, while. For a little while. And uh, he he um. Then she then she got sick, and then my parents were spending a lot more time together. And it's weird for for me to even say parents with an S because that's not something. I ever got to do as a kid. Right. Right. So you're not familiar with that. Right. So they spent a lot more time together and then they like started getting familiar and he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Anne, and I'm moving back with you guys. So he left those kids. He left those kids to come be with us. And he mess. left, he left those kids. And in the time Anne had become, I'm sorry, the, the babysitter had become, Addicted to crack, oh! So he crack. left those kids with with her crack, with with Ugh. a crack addict. Yep, yep. And yep. and um, I I mean I didn't know them very well, but I knew that they were my family and I loved them and I didn't want them in danger like that. Um, and then they would come they would come and stay with us a little bit and like we'd hang out and stuff. And then the something something happened. He was really he was really kind of an abusive guy like so mm. he he would abuse um most mostly my sister not not as much me but there was some abuse but mm. he would mm. he would be very violent and very mean and yeah. very shaming of her weight like mm. a whole bunch of stuff that you can't Jeez. do to a kid yeah. to a kid yeah. especially a kid young impressionable kid right and Ugh. and so my mom well. was like my mom was like dude um the rent's paid, but we're moving out. 
So you got till the end of the month to find somewhere to go. And my mom in that helped him find a place to go. Like she helped get them all set up. Like she didn't have to do yeah. any of that. Right. Right. She was just such a, she's but such she's a, a good person. person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Man. then, so then he moved into some apartment and he moved the four kids into the apartment with him. Like this little apartment, like the, the, the babysitter lady, <laughs> she, she had, um, she had got married or something, and but she was still like uh, uh, had her addiction demons. She still had right, right, right. So, so uh, he started dating this other lady, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, her family lives in in Houston, so we're gonna go visit her family. And I was like, yeah, I don't, um, I I, I don't have a really good feeling about that. I feel like what you're gonna do is you're probably gonna go down there, and you're gonna like get married to her. And like you're gonna get a job there, and you're gonna go live in Houston. He's like, "No, nah, that'll never happen. It's too hot down there, and I hate Helen." And I was like, "Okay, okay." Then like two months later, he showed up at our doorstep with a like a U-Haul truck with a trailer that had his car on the back yeah. of it, and and the, he took those four kids to Texas, and uh, and uh, as he as he was leaving, he was like. He, as he was leaving, he left this impression. He said to my sister, something very derogatory about the size of her breasts. Oh, no way. And and no then, way. He, then he left. And we didn't talk for a while. But then, like, comes all back around. And, it go, and I'm like, I can't, I can't ever, I can't ever not forgive him because that's who he learned to be. Like, he... Right ill-equipped he he didn't know and i just i just like dude i was so, i was so better off to be left with my mom and those kids needed you so much more than i did exactly did it you, says that my my hold on one sec i gotta it says that my uh can hold on okay i think yeah, i'm popping so, back up now we should so, be good uh, the the fact that he was there for for my other siblings and they needed him and they, he became a good father for them and a moral compass for them. But like, at least he did that though, you know. Am I on your side? Because it's black on mine, but I don't know if I'm. It says that I'm in, but I don't know if you can see me. It's just a, like a frozen photo. Because it says that I'm on. I don't want to. Because it says that I'm back on, and I don't want to. So just move around. Be animated, so I can see something. I, I don't see you moving at all. Nothing. Just, no. Let me try. See, here we go with these live streams. <laughs> yeah, right. dude. The one I did yesterday, <laughs> the one I did yesterday was in the middle of a snowstorm and the internet kept going in and out. Uh, so like the audio wasn't the best, but it's like hopefully you can pull some some good nuggets out of that. Hopefully here you can we go. I just put it, I just put it on here. We'll 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 make it that way because my regular camera wasn't working. I'll put it on the webcam. We're good to go. We're good to go. All right. Good. But anyway. But so he took the four kids down to what was it, Texas? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just. And this whole time, did you, did you have any type of feelings like, does he not care about me? Does he not care about? Does he, does he not? What, what were you thinking as, as? So I know like everything that happened, but what are you thinking as it's happening? How do you feel about all this back and forth and? 
because obviously he don't know what the hell he's doing. He's just like hanging on by like the tail of his ass and he's going to, okay, I'm going to go over here. Okay. No, I'm going to come over here. Oh no. She's on crack. I got to go over here. I, I I'm going to take the kids to Texas now. So it seems like he's very like, he he's not, he's not in the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very reactionary. It's like life is happening and I have to react to it. And that's not the way I, it it kind of inspired me a little bit to not live that way. I want to be a creator in my existence. So when it came when it came to that stuff, and I would think about it, and I would not let my value get wrapped up in it because I know, right. I mean, of course, my value was wrapped up in it when I was a kid, and I was watching my cry, my mom cry every night. But it was not, it was not like I, upon reflection, upon maturity, and right. upon meeting males, meeting men in my life who were role models. That's what that's mm. part of what pro wrestling did for me. That's like I didn't have a male role model, and wrestling kind of gave me that. Yep, me too. Me, uh, huge, huge. Right. That's that's exactly. Wrestling was what I had. Wrestling was the only thing that I could look forward to. Right. And like what you were talking about earlier with the the whole pay it back thing, my mm-hmm. motivation with wrestling is to pay it back to the children who only have wrestling. Like mm-hmm. the when it comes to the positive things that are going on in their lives, there's not necessarily a lot of that. Mm-hmm. but they have wrestling. Like I had stone cold. I had the rock. I had all these attitude era guys right at like such an impressionable age on myself to where I was like, I, I have to do that because they're strong men and they know what they're doing. They know like they, they have, they have it all together. So I didn't, I didn't have, um, so like my father got my mom pregnant and told her that if she was going to have the baby, she was going to have an abortion. And she was like, or she was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to have an abortion. So see you mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. So he left and then she got with a, a, a girl and I didn't know about this until later. So she told me that she was with, um, so actually, and this is an, another thing. So my mom's girlfriend, uh, who raised me up until I was about three. And then when I was about three, I was born in Maryland and then I moved to Florida and, uh, moving to Florida when I was like three, uh, three years old, but my mom and her girlfriend raised me at the time. And I had no idea that my mom was a lesbian. I had no idea that she had a girlfriend. I had not a clue until I was like 25. And I get a random Facebook message from this lady who's like, Hey, I just want you to know I raised you when you were like a child. I, I love you. Like you're my own. Um, we, I was there when you were born as a baby. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, so I asked my mom about it and she was like, yeah, this is a, I, you know, somebody I never told you about. Sorry. I never told you about her. So I wrote her back and I was like, I don't know. If, uh, I, this is very weird for me. I, 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 it's, this is out of nowhere. So what, what's the deal with this? So she sent me pictures of me as a baby with her, which I've seen pictures of me as a baby, but I didn't see pictures of me as a baby with her. And then when I saw the pictures of me, I was like, man, like my whole life is a lie. Like you didn't tell me any, none of this stuff. All I know is like, okay, my father didn't want anything to do with me. So I don't even have like any, I don't know anything about that side. So I've only had my mother's side of the family. And then I find out that I have one of her people that she dated later, who's like really loves me and like wants to send me all kinds of gifts and stuff like that. And, and it's just, it's such a weird it's such a weird situation because 
majority of my life, I had to worry about, like I told you earlier, I had uh, my brothers and sisters that, that I had to take care of. So I didn't really spend a lot of time worrying about my, like where I came from or what I, what, what my deal is. What, what's, what, what am I, where, where did I come from? Who is my dad? Who is any of that stuff? I don't have any, I don't have anything like that. I don't, I don't, I have not a clue. I only know stepfathers and stepdads and dudes that I've dealt with and stuff like that. So whenever I had, I think that looking back on it, you know, you know, becoming more mature and looking back on it, I think that the reason why, like, I love wrestling now and I love doing, being a wrestler and, and I still do, you know, like I've been wrestling for 15 years now and I still just love it just as much as I did when I was a young kid. Mm. Um, it's just one of those things that, that I feel like, it's turned me into who I am and it's helped me in such a positive light. Like I have to give back to wrestling, even though I'm not like, I'm not like John Cena and I'm not, not making killer money. Right. It's beyond uh, the, the monetary aspect of that because I'm still that little kid who had well, that dream, who was like, well, I got to well, escape this and I got it. I need success. And wrestling is the success. We, you know, we're marks, was, dude. Um, we're, we're total. Yeah. Marks. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 100%. Yeah. And I'm still living it, you know? Yeah. Uh, another another thing that you and I have in common that I didn't know, uh, we both got lesbian moms. All right, <laughs> lesbian there moms. you go, there you go, there you go. Well, mine's by, mine's by. She's with a dude now, so she's okay. you know she, she flips back and forth. But yeah, but that's <laughs> that's just that, that's part of the game, you know. And then, yeah. and then you just and my sister's a lesbian too. Not to get too personal, you know. I'm not yeah, trying to put her. Her my stuff out there. Le- my sister is also a lesbian, married to a woman. <laughs> and have a baby. How does it work like that? Is it genetic? It's got to be genetic. It's got to be genetic. And my my older brother is also a, a homosexual. There you go. <laughs> so it's in the family. <laughs> it's in the bloodline somewhere. It's in the bloodline somewhere. That's something you know. Somehow it works. Because right. my sister, her, her uh, she has like a big uh, TikTok following, mm-hmm. and it's Lesbo Biker. And if you guys go on there, you know, you can follow her and everything, but she's very political and she gets very into all that, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and she's not like a typical lesbian biker, if you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. you will not, the stuff that she talks about, you won't be expecting her to talk about, but she's, mm-hmm. she's just wild. She's her own person though. I, I love her. She's her own, she's her own person. She figured it out. Her, her father isn't any better than not even having a father there anyway. So you know, we were all of our brothers and all my brothers and sisters. Like I'm pretty much like the father figure, you know? So, yeah. So I yeah. was the one that had that, that pressure to, to be like, okay, well don't be like them. Don't be like our parents. You be like me. Like I'm, at least I'm going out here. I'm pursuing my dreams. I'm doing everything that I can to do, to live my best life, you know, not to be too cliche, live your best right. life. Well, you, but you, you, wanna, wanna, you really should, you know, you want to be a, you want to be a role model. You want to be exactly. a role model for exactly. sure. But not only just a role model for, not only just a role model for your younger siblings, but you want to be a role model for yourself. Exactly. You want to exactly. be the kind of wrestler that you'd want to watch if you were that. So you want to well, like look forward to. Yeah. For, for me, when I when I was younger, and like, I if I knew me now, if I knew me now, like I turned out to, to be this, and I was I oh I'm Corey Castle, and I've main evented these shows, I've done all this cool stuff, and yep. I've won these belts and stuff, like. I would have never believed you like, yeah, like just, just this like stupid, stupid, skinny, fat, bull haircut, thick glasses, (laughs) awkward, uncoordinated, weirdo dork. Like absolutely not believe you. (laughs) So, 
It's the same. It's the same thing. Mine was just aw awkward and very skinny. Awkward right. and very, very skinny. And I, I always hated that. People would say that. I was like, no, I want to be, I want to be big, you know? But that's just that's just part of it because the wrestling the wrestling had me but at that point so I was thinking of everything through like the the wannabe wrestlers perspective you know <laughs> how old how old are you I'm 30 uh 32 I almost forgot oh you're young yeah. yeah how old are you I'm 30 I'm 37 37 you look young as hell you do not look 37 you, you look 28. That's yeah, good genetics you. right there, brother. Them, them gay lesbian genetics are good. They're good <laughs> in that family. LGBT <laughs> genetics. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But yeah, I you said you got in it 15 years ago. Yep, yep. Was, I, I was started, it down in Florida uh, that you got into? Yeah, so I started in in, in Florida, and I, I graduated high school. Actually, seventeen. It was before I graduated high school, but I had to keep that a secret because uh, I lived with my grandfather at the time, and my grandfather was not about that wrestling stuff, not <laughs> about that wrestling stuff whatsoever. So and you were in I, the closet. You were yeah, in the closet, and, and, and he was like, "You need to work on genetics to learn how to be in the closet." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to be in the closet, but it's there. It's there. I already. <laughs> All right, there's already a piece of me that's like, okay, there's part of myself I have to hide. I can't let people know, you know. That's, that's even though they're programming. <laughs> exactly. So I was 17. I found a place to train. Me and one of my wrestling friends, one of my Mark friends, he's a promoter down in Florida now, and he, he's been wrestling for the same amount of time. So uh, he's done really well. New Heights Wrestling, if you guys check out the Florida Panhandle Wrestling, um, New Heights Wrestling is down there. And um, I got with him, and we went to this place to go train and and it was a show and they it was a small show in florida in mossy head florida and they made us sit outside for like two two hours before the show started because they said come early uh we want to get you in the ring and see if you guys have any type of potential so we got there and they made us sit outside for two hours and then later they were like oh we just wanted to see if you if you wanted it you know like obviously we want it we want to show it up if it's whatever you would play your freaking weird wrestler games i got it okay no, okay that's 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 also hardwired into wrestlers it is it's yeah. hardwired into yeah. us i mean yep. How many times? How many times do I go to uh, uh, training and I go like, "Get up! You did it wrong. Get up! You did it wrong. Get up! You did it wrong." I'm you like, it right. get, up, get, "Get up! Get up! Get right. up!" It's like, here we go. Here we go. Right. You're gonna get it right this time. Right. But it's yeah. It's, yep. Yep. That's exactly that was exactly it. Hardwired exactly. into those people who, yeah. who, yeah. who 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 handled you on that evening <laughs> there in Florida. <laughs> exactly. And this was a guy who uh, I think he. His claim to fame was uh, putting The Undertaker over in like a, a squash match in like Alabama. It was like a WWE show, but you know, they used extras to, mm -hmm. to do those right. types of things. Mm -hmm. And looking back on it, it was fr it's, it's frustrating looking back on it because I know good wrestling and I know good training now. And I knew that we weren't getting good. I didn't get good training until I got signed. And then I, I went to WWE and then I learned from Tom Pritchard. And that, that really opened my eyes and made me understand like, you know, there's wrestlers and there's wrestlers and, you know, you want to, you want to figure out what works for you and how, how it works, how everything does work for you. And it's not necessarily about the wrestling, but you are a wrestler. And there's all these weird contradictory things that, that, that people try to make, make sense in wrestling, but then you have to remember wrestling doesn't make any sense. So mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, like going back to, um, to breaking in, I was 17 told my grandpa that I, you know, I, I was going to hang out with friends. And then every time I would come home, 
uh, from training over the weekend because we would only train on the weekends. I couldn't do it during the week. Um, he would be like, man, why is Ronnie always coming home looking like he's beat up? <laughs> he always like, what's he? He's going over his friends. Or are they fighting each other or something? What the, What is going on here? But, uh, but at the time, I was like, well, you said I can't wrestle, so I'm going to wrestle. And you're not going to know. <laughs> you're just going to think I'm getting beat up or something. Right. It's part well, of it. It's part of that, it, you know? That's, that's pretty great because, I mean, honestly, too, like, if you're 17 years old, there's only a couple months left before he can not stop you. So Right, right. Exactly. exactly. So just get, just rip the Band-Aid off now. That's what I was doing. I was just like, you know what? I want to get started. Why wait? You were slowly let's, let's ripping go. the Band-Aid off. Yep. Yep. For exactly. At a time. But it was cool, though, because afterwards, once he saw me actually going out and, and doing shows and like taking it seriously, once he realized that it was a serious thing that you can actually do, I just think his perspective was like it wasn't in his head. It just wasn't realistic. It just wasn't like, what's the path to get there? Pff, I don't know. It sounds like some crazy shit. But well, once he <laughs> saw me like pursuing it and actually trying, he was like, oh, I got to support him. I got to support no matter what. So he, he came around and anytime I would do a show within the area, he'd always come and buy some hot dogs because he wants to make sure he's supporting everybody. So he'd come <laughs> in and buy some, buy some, you know, potato chips and make sure he's, he's helping out with everything. Get, get the vendor some bucks. Get the vendor some bucks. You know, yeah. a lot of times down in Florida, they're the vendors are the, the, the vendors are the, are the promoters and the, they're all the same, you know, they're, yeah, they're bringing in their stuff. I mean, that's not just Florida. That's not exclusive to Florida. That's everywhere. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That is. That is. After a while, you 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 start to realize like it all kind of it all kind of meshes together. Where wrestling is wrestling, whether it's in Florida, whether it's in Massachusetts, whether it's everywhere that I've been, it's it's pretty much wrestling. Wrestling's wrestling. You know, universally. Yeah. I mean, there is there is like the level where everybody's got jeans on. Yeah. And then there's yeah, a level exactly. that. Yep. Like, yep. If you go to shows where like at least two or three people are wearing sneakers in the ring. Like it's probably <laughs> jeans and sneakers, but maybe like some, some like less pick pads that they bought at Walmart. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Or, or back when I first started, it was always the hot topic. It was always the hot topic. Right. Oh yeah. It would always be the things with the spikes. And then, you know, like the, like the, the, the Jinkos type jeans and they'd have like some type of a Gothic type look to them. And, and right. it was always oh, like Jeff a very skinny guy who wasn't very athletic, you know, everybody thought they could be Jeff Hardy. Or that's the Hardy thing. That was exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah, and that's cool because Jeff Hardy did bring in a lot of people that would not have been wrestling fans had it not been right. for Jeff Hardy. Right. You know, so it's but, it's it, it, it ha there's definitely room for Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy's the man. I love like the Hardy Boys are some of my favorites. You know, right? I I think I have a pretty similar a, a pretty similar story of like not getting trained the right way first. Yeah, um, and like having to like like unlearn everything and just it was like I have to get to a point where I go okay. I admit I don't know anything. Stop, right. stop, right. stop acting right. like you know anything, yep. and relearn everything. Yep. And that yep. that was like, I was like, I was like, I was like fourteen years old, and I I was fourteen, and I was learn I was learning at a place where it was like some some dudes who were like rejects of the Monster Factory, so yep. they weren't they weren't. Uh, students at the Monster Factory anymore. They had a falling out with Larry, and they were like, "Screw you! We'll start our own thing." And they started their own thing in, in like my town. And mm -hmm. there was like yeah. a, an article. There was an article in the newspaper 
uh, that my friend Scott had found. And he was like, look, there's kids our age going to this wrestling place. And this was 98. So this is like Austin was big. Michaels was big, like DX yeah. and er everything. And I was and like, finding that newspaper is huge because it's, it's, it's wrestling, but it's, it's something that you, it's independent wrestling. And you don't even know that that's exists. Right. Like, wait a minute. This is one of those. Whoa. There's a, there's a connection here now. So we started going there, but then we'd also start going to like indie shows around and we'd help them set up chairs and help them put the ring together, like all that kind of stuff. So we'd see some real wrestlers. We'd be like, Oh, right. we want, we want, we want that. Yeah. So at, as the place uh, shut down, uh, a couple of my friends that I made there had found uh, the CZW wrestling school. So they all went there and I was 16 and I, I like, I like, got it i just got a job and i sold my bike so that i could pay the tuition to start going there and yeah. <laughs> the things you do those sacrifices baby yeah, those sacrifices no just you get yourself used to those sacrifices yep. early so that you, you, know, man, you really do you re i've been through like five different cars right about vehicles oh that's a whole nother conversation in itself and and also like the the sacrifice of like like missing out on going to people's weddings, missing out on missing out on going to to holidays or birthdays or anything Birthday, like that. Yep. It's all part of the sacrifice that you make when you go like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go instead. I'm going to go this weekend. I'm going to put myself financially in the red to go mm -hmm. mark out. Yep. And concuss myself and put more. I'm going to punch out some more bumps on my bump card right. so that I can get closer to the day whenever my body breaks and it will not recover. And right. all for the love of it. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's, this is, but that's, that's what it is. It's, it's a crazy, crazy art form that we're, that we all have our connection with. And there's some sacrifices that you need to make and you're going to make them whether you, even if you don't want to. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to do it. Even the top, top guys. Hulk Hogan's had three hip surgeries. I think the Undertaker's probably had the same amount. I mean, these these are not these are not those are serious, serious surgeries. You know, I mean, it's not your brain, so it's not quite as bad as boxing. But there's definitely some some brain damage that you're having with the bumps. I mean, it is what it is. You know, yeah, yeah, boxing's horrible. Like I, yeah. I every time I watch boxing, I'm like, oh. But well, wrestling is the same way because every bump that we take, there's that whiplash effect and it does affect you in a way. And I, I, I can't help but to think about that sometimes, you know, it's, it's, we, we do it too often. Mm -hmm. That's going to affect you too. You know, it's not just the chair shots. It's, it's all those little, little impacts. Well, but that, that's, that, that, that goes inside of the pay to play. You're yeah, not just paying yeah. financially to yeah. play. Yep. You're playing, you're paying with, with your health. You're playing yep. with, the sacrifices of your body and your and your life. We yeah. go out there and we'll sacrifice our life for. We want you to see what we love about this business so much that we'll sacrifice our own wellness. Exactly to make sure to make sure that you feel the things that we feel about it. Exactly, and so know that you to so that you can get close to that feeling that we got when we were children. And it was still real to us. Damn it. When it was still real to us, damn it, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, you can't, nothing can take that away from me because, and that's another thing that helps me with wrestling now is trying to remember that we desensitize ourselves to wrestling and the general public, most people just enjoy it. They're like, man, that's some crazy shit y'all are doing. That's, that's crazy. I was watching 
TV and you know, you know, the whole cliche with Hulk Hogan with a leg drop and they're like, Oh, that's your finishing move, buddy. Mm-hmm. So Hulk Hogan, uh, did his whole leg drop in, you know, being a 300 pound man doing a leg drop on somebody's head and having a normal person who's never watched wrestling before watch that. They went, Oh my God. Oh, did he kill? Like he looked like he killed him. And I was like, that was just a Hogan leg drop. (laughs) But like the the perceptions off too. Like you, yeah, you, you you completely forget, dude, that guy's like six, eight. And he's like, he's humongous. He's a humongous person. Like, sure standing next to like the undertaker he doesn't seem like he's that big but for sure he's very big yeah and and like that could probably be said about you like i forget that you're as big as you are until i hang out with you again and i'm like yeah oh crap (laughs) i didn't know you were and you know i get that every because especially at at wrestling like it's it's a a while since we've seen each other Mm -hmm. and then people are always like did you get taller <laughs> you get taller. I was like, no, I'm always, I've always been tall. You just forget. I'm you fully grown. Tall, you know, <laughs> I'm fully <laughs> grown. Didn't have, didn't have work done. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Didn't I? Didn't have work done or anything. I'm, I'm just here hanging out. You know, like I didn't. I'm, I don't have the stilettos on or anything. So, uh, you know, but. But that's that's just part of it too, because people forget, you know, and they're like, "Man, you are you are huge," especially you know when I have like bigger clothes on, and then I take it off, and people are like, "Oh wow, you're you're like built, you're like you're whoa." Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of been like that for a while now. Well, that's, that's also really part cool. of the part of that sacrifice. It all sort yeah. of comes with, and like I'll have a conversation with somebody and be like, "Oh crap, I didn't know that you were you were in such good shape," and like, yeah. I, I'm wearing something bigger, and I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. pro wrestler. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Supposed to, be. <laughs> supposed to be. That's just like yep. Yep. it's supposed to go with the territory. So that was that was the other thing I was talking about. Like um the 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 Walmart kick pads. I had a thing yeah. I was doing on the wrestling podcast. Uh we do a wrestling podcast called Wrestle Rock, where I would say um it the the in the nature we were talking about those guys in, in Florida who were like, we just want to make sure. You you want this and you belong here. So many so many people stopped having that vetting process where they yeah. just kind of like included everybody. So oh, are you are you if you're going to pay us once a month? You're in, right? So it's like it's like I can meet somebody who will be like, oh yeah, I have a friend who's a wrestler. I'm like, oh who's your friend? Oh this out of shape dude who wears jeans and kick pads from Walmart. I'm like. That's not what wrestling is. What I do is what wrestling is. What they're yep. doing is pretending. Yep. And and it's it's hard to not take it personally because of that pride that I take in it. Yep. Yep. Of the, the amount of work I did, the amount of sacrifices that I made, that yep. I don't think this person has ever even considered ever doing. And I had yep. No, go ahead. Finish up because I, I have this I have a little a little story for this same exact situation though. Same exact situation though. So, <laughs> it's just like with I was I was actually going to bring up how you were talking about your brain, and you mm-hmm. were talking about the the, the bumps, the bumps, yeah, all, that, all the bumps. When I told you I went to the CZW wrestling school, so mm-hmm. like early two thousands, all I ever did was get dropped on my head. I got dropped on my head all the time. Yep. Like I used to come back from the matches, and I would take you know unprotected chair shots and all, all kinds of stuff. Back, well, you're then. not tough if you didn't. If you if you put if you put your hands up, you were a bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, oh, you bitched yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they that's not. Like, oh, could you believe he, he did that? But 
yeah, what a normal person would do if you were swinging, you would do that, <laughs> really, right. you know. But right, ugh. right. That's so. That's one of the. That's a bad one of those bad habits, man. So I, I, I'd say I probably, I probably, I, I would come back from every show back then and not remember any of it. Damn. I, I would not remember a damn thing when I got in the back, ever. Like from from probably from like the ages of like like 18 to 24 maybe so in those years not remembering how many concussions that yep. i probably had yep. undiagnosed yep and um and now i now i have to function as a as an adult yep. who to use my brain to do this and, <laughs> and i'm like oh well now i've had now i've had a, an amount of of concussions that I don't, I can't even tell you. And I've, I've had brain surgery. So I have to, that too. Oh, well, I gotta, I gotta make excuses for the fact that uh, I'm going to sometimes be wrong, but I have to be <laughs> willing enough to swallow my pride and to let go of my ego enough to go, Hey, you know, uh, I, I've been wrong before and yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not immune. <laughs> I'm not immune yep. to being yep. wrong. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a huge part in it too, is, is having that perspective to be able to look at yourself. It'd be a lot, it'd be a, a much nicer world if people could look, look back at themselves every now and then. Mm -hmm. That seems like one of the, one of the things that people need to spend more time doing because then you'll look at yourself and then, especially whenever I do it, I look at myself and try to recalibrate where I think I could have done things better. Right. And that's either maybe I said the wrong thing to this person and they took it the wrong way, or maybe I could have, I took it, taken a different route and I would have been there faster, whatever it is. But as long as you're having these, these little conversations with yourself to try to make yourself a little bit better, I think that that's a, that's an important thing to, to keep in the front of your mind. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things, but I, I wanted to jump back real quick to uh, where you were talking about the uh, Walmart jeans, yeah. pro wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I call them Johnny Walmart kick pads. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Walmart kick pads. So I had a situation where I was at a party. It was more like a. It wasn't necessarily a party. It was like a. Um, it was like a big fire. Like a, I guess a. Um, you know, like people come and just sit around the fire, and it, it was it was way more relaxed than what you would think of like a party. You know, mm -hmm. just going out by the fire, mm -hmm. and there were some people that I never met before. But we had a mutual friend who was a wrestler from uh, from Jeansville. You know, from from Walmart Jeansville, and <laughs> we're nice, and I'm I, I get along with most people, and I get it. You know, but. I have that competitive edge in me where like I take care of myself and I want to make sure that I'm at the top of, uh, at the top of my game, you know, and, and you, you ebb and flow and certain parts of your game are going to get better than others, but you, you want to try to have overall, have an overall good game. When I, when I say that, like promos, wrestling, right. your right. body, you know, all these different things that you have to worry Being about. Undeniable. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Being as undeniable as possible. Right. But then this guy was telling me, he was like, yeah, I have a friend, man. He's, he was, he, he told me he used to wrestle in ECW and, and yeah, let me look it up. I think he, he was a WWE wrestler for a while and all these types of things. And I, and I, and he finally looks it up and looks at the guy and I was like, Oh no, Oh no, this guy, this guy's only been, he's one of those who kind of train a little bit 
and then they train around and then they stop going for a while and then they come back like a year later and then they'll start training for a little while and then they tell their friends that they're wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So that is that type of that type of a situation. Right, right. And I just heard it and I was like, oh, geez, like ECW, he's not even old enough to to have been an ECW <laughs> wrestler. But this person doesn't know. They don't. They're not like a wrestling fan, so they're not in the know of 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 wrestling. So. Right. I'm not going to explain that. I'm just going to be like, oh, that's cool. I, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But in my head, I'm just like, no, man, that's not wrestling. That, this guy's not doing us any favors. What do you mean? <laughs> ECW wrestler at that? Like, if if he were to be wrestling during that era, he would have had to have been on the ECW undercard. Maybe if he could have gotten, if he could have gotten onto that point, you know, but right. ugh, it's, it's all, it's all just, yeah. You know, but, I mean, it's wrestling. It's, it's wrestling. It's all. It's all a matter. It's all goes back to that uh, relation to what they're familiar with. Because most yeah. people, yeah. most people don't know any wrestlers. Most yeah. people have not met wrestlers, and they hear wrestling and they associate it with maybe the only person they had ever met who said they were in wrestling, and that person was not only not only a poor representative of our business, but a liar. And yep. overselling their importance in the business. Yeah. So, huh. so that that that's something they're they're getting worked. The yep. mark th these these people are they're not they're not marks, but they're marks in a different way. Yeah. They're yeah. Marks. They're worked like marks. Yeah. They're getting they're, worked they're, like marks. They're they're the the rest the wrestler wrestler whatever you want to call them the jeans mm -hmm. the jeans tennis shoe wrestler mm -hmm. is working them. Yeah. He's working them. He's working them like a mark, like you would work a mark. The way right. that they, 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 Al Snow's explained, you should work a mark, you know? <laughs> Not to get too inside. <laughs> have you heard the word spo? Spo? Yeah. I've heard spo, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm familiar with what you spo. I use spo to describe so many people. And it, I learned this in the business. And I'm so surprised that like mm. other workers that I talk to like haven't heard this word. Yeah. Spo is a, is, is a, a self put over. So when you're like, oh, I'm, oh, I work for, I work for ECW. I used to be in CZW. I did, I did dark matches in WWE. Yeah. It's just like yeah. overselling their shit or yep. going like, oh man, oh, I had a match with this guy and that guy and dropping names. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. My problem is I undersell my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I'm you're, just a fucking wrestler guy. I, you know, I'm a fucking wrestler. YouTube it. Whatever you know, uh, I check out the stream for the shows, but you know that's a, it. SPU, a self put a under, <laughs> self put under. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the self put under the the job, the job guy, jobbing myself. You know, I'm jobbing myself. But that I like because, that. Oh, self put over though, because that's now. Now that I know it, I'm thinking of every single person that I know who is a self put over. You know, and nobody right. likes. And this isn't even just wrestling context. Nobody likes somebody who just puts themselves over. Hey, guys, you guys believe how many girls I got laid by last week? Not really. I don't really care. No, but surely good for you for your success, I guess. I think what we were supposed to, what we were supposed to be taught in our generation, uh, I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but for mm -hmm. sure, this is what I was taught in, in my generation coming up was drilled into you humility 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 yeah. don't be a mark for yourself don't go backstage shut the fuck up right sit and just, listen exactly sit you're gonna you're gonna learn more you're gonna learn more with your mouth shut yep 
Yep. You're going to learn more with your mouth. I, I don't know if, if we're allowed to say bad words, but I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, no, you can say bad words. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> you can say that. Thank you for hour and three minutes into it. Word. I'm glad I got permission. You can say. What are we in kindergarten? We're in kindergarten. Well, well I was asking the teacher. Can I say? I, I mean, it's 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 in context of the of the class, so it's not really a bad word. He's a bastard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't call you a bitch. I said you were acting like a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you acting? I didn't say you were a bitch. I just said you were acting like a bitch. Well, well, that's kind of saying that I'm a bitch. No, no, no. I'm saying you're. You are acting like a bitch, though. You're, you're acting very bitch made right now. I'm not saying you are. You're my boy. I love you, but you're kind of acting like a bitch. You perhaps are hearing what you think you need to be hearing. <laughs> if you think you need to hear that you're being a bitch, well, I'm not saying you're a bitch. I'm, I'm not saying, saying you're it. like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're acting like it, hey, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. There's not much you can do about it. You you are what you are. I guess we are what we are, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's 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 a weird thing. I wanted to I wanted to get into this this like little quick story about. It, it's not even super important, but I, I was on the show where I had a friend come visit me at the show and come and she came and watched me and she was like, you're the only person here who's like wearing custom made gear, like wearing something that has your name on it and it's tights. No one else is wearing, everyone's wearing some like loose jeans or somebody's, everybody's wearing shirts. And it's like, yeah. why, are you, why do you do that? And I remember exactly like, like I had an answer like that and I never stopped thinking about this moment when she said it to me and I went, because I'm proud, I'm proud of this business. I'm proud of the fact that I get to do this. I'm proud of the fact that I want to stand out and the fact that I just heard that I am. Mm -hmm. So you want to, yeah, people see that you're taking it seriously. Yeah. So the, that's the, a thing too, is taking it seriously because wrestling a lot of people on the outside look at it as if it's not something to take seriously. But if it's your art, if it's your if it's your passion, you have to take it seriously. And I think that um, it, it goes back. It harkens back to what you're saying. If you're going to pursue something, why not go all the way? Why not do your absolute best? Why not try to make that difference? So that difference that we're making, it may not it may seem insignificant to us. But it's just like who you grew up on, whether it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin or or The Rock, like the, the during the Attitude Era and these types of guys. Those guys you had a connection with, and or I I definitely had a connection with, and that gave me the motivation to be like, okay, well these guys made a decision to go after it, and you know Stone Cold didn't have the best personal life whenever he was growing up, so there's there's some there's a little bit there where I can take from and be like, okay, well I can do that too. You, for us being wrestlers and for us having the platforms that we have, it's it's wrestling is wrestling is what it is. I think that having that message to show that you can do it, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you come from, you can do it. Can we start our own promotion called Trauma Bond Pro Wrestling? <laughs> 
Yes, we should. And you can't, you have to be, we have to make sure that we vent these people and make sure that we get only people who are actually truly damaged. We have to get them in there. Because they're going to be the ones that flip off and then they're going to be the interesting ones. I'm telling you, man, they're going to be the ones that are like, I don't know, my, my childhood was all fucked up. It's like, yeah, welcome to the party, bro. Come in here and tell me some stories. Smooth seas, smooth seas never made a skilled sailor, as yeah, they say. Exactly. Exactly. That's true, though. Yeah. That's the, that's you know that that is that's what I harken back on every time because I would not be who I am because of that. If if right. if everything was so easy and you had all this guidance and you would almost be like a robot because you're just doing what people told you to do mm-hmm. because you had this good upbringing, you had these 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 people surrounding you who actually understood a little bit about the world that's going on. Nobody really. I'm a I'm I'm a big believer in n- nobody knows shit. Nobody knows right. shit about anything. That's what I, I truly believe in. And sure, you can have an idea, and I get it. But at the end of the day, you don't know shit. I don't know shit. We don't know shit. You know? So you can't put too much pressure and too much uh, validity into other people's uh, opinions on you because people don't know you. People don't know right. where you came from. People don't know. It's just like before we got on here, neither of us knew about our our backgrounds that we would that we would have these similarities. And it was like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. Why you're one of these fucking crazy wrestler guys? Right. 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 Now we now we get each other a little bit more, yeah. which yeah. I already had the suspicions because I knew right. you had the brain surgery, and I already knew I knew the little pieces. You know what I mean? But the right. but the aspects whenever it, whenever it. When I see the whole story, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you're you're definitely one of my guys. You're definitely one of my guys. We're we're we're, we're these people. We're we're these wrestlers. We're these guys. You know what's the, what's the sad part? And I'm I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, we only got to be in a match together like once. I know we we didn't get to have we didn't get to have too many spots or anything. But I think yep. as as we got in the back, we were both like, that was fun. Everything that was very fun. <laughs> We we went right to each other and we're like, that was great. That was awesome. That was fun. That was it. The, the little bit, but the little bit that we did, we made it important and we made it work, you know? Right. And right. I, I mean, I feel like we made it work. So I don't give a fuck. Somebody yeah. else can come back and tell me, but oh, wait, what were y'all doing? I don't know, man. We were having fun. You were like, we both, I think we both were like, we got to do that again. And then, and then the management was like, nope, we don't. We're not going to do it again, guys. Nope. <laughs> But that's the thing. When management changes their minds every five minutes, there ain't much you can do about it anyway. You could have predicted that. You know how that is. You know, that's wrestling. And that's wrestling in general anyway, because everybody has these game plans that they want to stick to and they want to stick with. And then wrestling happens and you can't predict every. It's just like going into a match. Like we can plan out everything that we want to go. It ain't going to go that way. You can't measure out all the factors. Yeah, you you don't know how it's going to go. We have a an idea of how we want it to go, and we can we can go out there and go for it. Mm-hmm. Wrestling shows the same way because wrestlers half of them aren't going to show up for the show that they book themselves on anyway. They're right. oh sorry, bro, can't can't make it because of flat whatever. Tire. Uh, you know, flat tire, whatever. The, oh, right. my ride didn't show up. It's like you have your license. You're thirty, dude. You don't. No, my ride didn't show up. Like ah, you're driving me crazy. I've done I've done a few shows before, but. But that's just that's that's wrestling for you, you know, and mm-hmm. eventually you start to realize after you've been in it for a while, you start to realize that like, oh, I understand why Vince McMahon. He does it with an iron fist the way that he does it. I get it because at a certain point, you can't be too nice to these guys because 
wrestlers are going to take advantage of you too. They're going to take advantage of everything that they can. So it's it's just we're all a mess. We're all a mess. <laughs> we're That's, all here. Here's this. Here's a statement I've said a million times in my life, and absolutely apply it. You use it if you want. Say, <laughs> we're all dreamers selling dreams to other dreamers. Yeah, you damn right. You damn right. Damn, that's a good one. We're all dreamers selling dreams to other dreamers. Yep. That's 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 damn. I haven't heard that one before. How come I haven't heard that before? Where where Because I made from? it up. Is that a Corey Castle? That's, that's a Corey a, Castle quote. Yeah, I'm gonna take a, all right. Well, tomorrow I'm gonna take a body shot picture of myself flexed out big time. And I'm gonna have a Corey Castle quote under me because apparently <laughs> that's what works on Instagram. So I'm okay. using one of your quotes, man. I'm not gonna do a regular generic Nietzsche. Nietzsche, fuck Nietzsche. I got Corey Castle, baby. Corey Castle's gonna be telling you how it is with my body. With my body, I'm gonna I'm make sure that it's a model picture though. I'm gonna do duck face, and fucking have the abs showing. Real, real <laughs> vessel, real <laughs> vessel. Exactly. Wrestle, <laughs> a wrestle vessel. Mm, mm. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, what, what's, I, I think for, for, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to do a couple more things. I'm going to send you home right off into the sunset. Hot dog and a handshake. Incredible. I, I love my hot dogs, brother. I love my hot dogs. Sometimes when I'm real special, when I do a really good job, I get a hamburger. Oh man. That's only when I do a good job though. I'm a, I'm a turkey burger boy. <laughs> turkey I kind of nowadays. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, important for me, like I said, the, the, the effort, the effort is really important. And that, that the currency of the effort means yeah. so much more than the currency and, and your time, you know what I mean? Your, your time and your effort means so much more of a currency than your, than your money, because, you know, money comes and goes, but, yeah. Yeah. but you're, 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 what you're observe, what you're absorbing, and your impressions, and the things that you take away, those are those are sometimes way more valuable. You so, damn right. Um, I want to also make sure I say on the record because this is all the the effort on the record. I'm saying this shit's outliving us, man. This is this stuff is going to be around after we we pass from this earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to say while I have the chance on the record, while we're both on the current level that we're on. Whether you go up, I go up, we both go up. Right now, I want to let you know that I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. This has been, this has been so cool to get to know you. I feel like I got to know you. I got I, to know you too. Yep. And I didn't yep. know you before. Like awesome. we're very, we were very like uh, as as uh, the guy in Fight Club would say, we're very single serving. We were very mm -hmm. single serving friends. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. but. I'm glad that we are more than single serving friends now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I want to make sure, you know, on the record, you can absolutely count on me. I would love to be a resource for you in any way. If you just need a, if you need a friend, if you just need a judgment free conversation, please don't ever hesitate to call me or ask me for anything. I'm, I'm happy to, to connect any resource that I might have to you. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you how I did it. If you need any help on that, I'll tell you how I did it and what worked for me. If it worked for you, great. And any in anything. So, um, with all that, with all that being said, mm -hmm. 
I appreciate that, brother. Same back to you as well. Just, just one hundred percent. Same back to you, and that's that's why I wanted to do this because I was like, dude, this is this is going to be awesome. I didn't even know that Corey. I didn't even know that you had one. I had an idea because I've seen them in the past, but I haven't like researched too much into it because I was like, because we were always kind of passing. We were like leaves passing in the wind. You know, we haven't quite made that connection yet. But now that we have that connection, and by the way, I do have one more thing that I have to show you. But I want to save it until we get to the very end. So you you let me know once we're once we're quite there because I feel like we're close. So just let me know, and I'm gonna run and grab it. So you have to be patient with me. It'll take me like a minute, but I'm gonna go grab it real quick. Okay, you I ready? Want... Do you, do you want to run and go grab it? No, no. Just tell me when. You just tell me okay. when. So <laughs> I, I I want to do this 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 thing this segment I've been calling audio time travel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's give it say. 20 years, 20 years from now, someone stumbles across this audio who really cares about you and wants to kind of get an idea of what the 2021 Ronnie Paul Jordan mm-hmm. is like and what the like, what is the message that goes directly to them? Like for the lessons that you've learned in your life that they can help apply to theirs because they don't really know this version of you. They know mm-hmm. the version of you that's in the future. Right, right. Well, if 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 you're looking from the from the future, twenty years from now, or whenever, however long it is, hopefully it's even more from then. At that point, um, man, one of the main things I would I would have to say is um, be as try to keep your mental attitude as positive as you can, and try to make sure that you do not let a lot of the negativity in the world reflect upon your uh, personality and the way that you go about life. Because when you do go outside, well, I, normally we use this example and we say it's shun- sunshine and rainbows outside, but everybody's talking about how crazy it is. We got a lot of snow here right now and we're dealing with a little kind of blizzard conditions. Not that bad though, compared to things, compared to how people make it sound like it is, things aren't that bad guys. Things aren't that bad. And I'm thinking 20 years from now, it could escalate possibly to where people's perspectives are. Oh, things are worse. But if you really think about it, given with the way that technology is and given with the way that everything is, people are living a lot longer than normal. Even though it's a pandemic, we still are living a lot longer. You have to remember, there's a lot of positive things that are really happening. We're pulling a lot of people out of poverty not only in America, but throughout the world, there's a lot of really good things that are going on in the world. So if we are also being bombarded with a bunch of negativity and a bunch of things that are going to give you anxiety, because I know mental health is a huge thing right now. There's a lot of people with a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of people with uh, that who have to take medications. And sometimes you have to take medications. Sometimes you don't. I understand that like there's different variables that that happen. I think I personally think the best thing that you can do is try to live a healthy life, try to take care of your family, try to take care of yourself. Other than that, all these other variables are out of your control. So try not to stress about them. Deal with them when it happens. When when bad things happen, you do have to deal with it. You you want to be the responsible person when bad things happen, whether it be somebody dies or an accident happens or whatever, you're the person in the family that people can call. That's what I want you to, to have. Try to keep that positive mental attitude that you can handle anything and you can do it. Now, if I become way more negative and I'm an asshole in the future, just remember me like I am right now. <laughs> Call me out for this moment right here where yep. I'm contradicting. <laughs> <Exactly>. contradicting. <laughs> exactly. 
Like he was foolish. He was working. He was working us. Wow, I like your gimmick 20 years ago, Ron. You were very positive. Your your positive guy gimmick was the shit. <laughs> do, do you ever, do you ever listen to Incubus? Yes, I love Incubus. I love Incubus. The the, the you know the song The Warmth. Yep. Yep. Don't let the world bring you down. Yes. Not everyone here is that fucked up and cold. Yep. Remember why you came and while you're alive, experience the warmth before you grow old. Exactly. 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 That's, One, that's, that's a 100%, dude. 100%. Now, <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity on the record to ask me anything or to tell me anything that that you want to ask me or tell me. I, I first of all, I, I don't, I don't really have too many questions. I more so just want to express to you that I I want to have more of these conversations in the future. I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of stuff that you and I can converse about that are going to that's going to help people not only from like with backgrounds similar to the type of stuff that we've had to deal with, but mm -hmm. just helping people get through day to day life, getting through the normal things that you have to deal with. I think that um the the positivity that we have throughout here and now I'm, I'm it's like you said earlier we're learning about each other and i'm now i'm learning a lot more where i'm like oh i see where the hippie stuff comes from <laughs> i see where that positivity comes from and it's not like hippy dippy stuff but i i there's a there's a there's a line of thinking and it's still like i'm not banging on drums but my my brain's banging on drums i'm st i still have that same type of perspective and i and i i'm looking forward to it because we got a lot of wrestling stuff that we're going to have to be doing too now. Yeah. Cause now I'm, I, now I have some ideas for wrestling. I'm not going to say on online or anything. Cause that's a different, that's a different Avenue that we have to experience mm -hmm. because we still have to have a lot of the wrestling, but now right. that we have the podcasting going too. I think that this is the start of a great, a great relationship. This friendship. Is just the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I look forward. I look forward to seeing where we are. So we can go back and be like, this is a timestamp on when we found the bond. Yes. This is yes. the Bondcast. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, the Bondcast. You got it, baby. You got it. This is the Bondcast, baby. As many cliches as we can throw in there, we got to throw them in. <laughs> but I want to tell you, I want to tell you the reason behind the drum. And I mean, I've said it on this podcast a million times. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I'll tell you the reason. Um, the, um, you know, have you heard of Pete Holmes before? No. What's Pete Holmes? Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Oh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah. I know Pete Holmes. Yep, yep. I Pete know Holmes. Pete Holmes. Comedian. He had a, he had a, a late night talk show after Conan. Yep. And when he yeah, got, when that. he got the show, Conan had said to him something about uh, something about some instrument. So he said like an, a triangle. He's like, you know, you just keep hitting your triangle, keep hitting your triangle, and be consistent in hitting your triangle, and then some. Eventually, someone's going to go. Hey, do you hear that triangle? I started. Oh, wow. I started doing that with the drum, where it's like I I uh, I relate that to the consistency and the a little bit of a Pocahontas steady as the beating drum. Yeah, exactly. But that's beautiful. But that's its own thing too, because I don't see a lot of wrestlers doing the the drumming thing. Yeah, no, not a lot of <laughs> no one does that. No, not exactly, especially for a podcast, especially for open up the podcast. Well, I mean, I, I do not consider this a wrestling podcast. I, uh, you have been one of my first wrestling guests in a while. No, ah, I love it. Well, I think the same way. My wrestling, my my show's not a wrestling. I'll do. I'll cover a little bit of wrestling stuff, but we're we're there's so much more than that. 
There's yeah, so much more than that. I mostly talk to comics. I mostly talk to comedians. Uh, I did. I did an episode with my mom where we just talked about like her 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 struggles and the stuff she's been through. Just helping uh, me gain yeah, perspective I, I on a lot of stuff. I got to listen to now, though. I got to so, get caught up so, on the Corey Castle, brother. I got to get caught up now. Especially I, after you you gave me that little piece of the of the backstory. Now I got to listen to you. I definitely got to listen to your mom. Okay. I her from her from her perspective too, because you know that's that's the important part about it. You know, because we don't we don't we only experience it through our lens, and it's and it's hard to to hear it from somebody else's lens sometimes. You know, what, what makes it tough for me to even to, for me to even mention it? One day I'm gonna lose my mother. Hmm. I know that it's gonna happen, and I dread that day forever. I will, I, I will dread that, but I'll have that to go back to. Yep. I'll yep. have that on the record for me saying, I see you and I appreciate you and I love you for everything you did and everything you are and everything you made me like that, that, that gratitude comes so full circle. And I, I can't wait to have that, to have those moments for anybody who's ever been a guest on this show. Like, mm -hmm. When I when I had um, my friend Chris Cotton on the show, who you know he's been he's been at the Capitol shows. He's a comedian, mm -hmm. um, and he he passed away. But mm -hmm. I I made sure I had I had him on the podcast twice, and on both those occasions, I told him how much of a superstar I thought he was, and how how he was funny, and like I'm such a fan of his, and I can't wait to see when the world finds out how funny he is, the way I know he's funny, and him. To like hit me back with like, bro, you're funny too. Like and, and like to hear that coming from somebody who I respect so much. Yeah. And then being able to listen back to that and having that to like help me through the grieving, you know. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, uh, I I just I hope I really want to do this for the rest of my life. So I started yep. it when I was 33, and I'm gonna continue going for the rest of my life. Keep, so, uh, keep it moving. So when I'm gone, so when I'm gone, the people who love me and the people who care about me can go back and like maybe maybe get some nuggets. Yep. Maybe get yep. some nuggets that they didn't yeah. they didn't know about me, or maybe yep. like maybe maybe not not a ton of people are listening to it right now, but they can go. You know, maybe They're they'll go back. go back and listen yep. to it and be like, man, this guy was this guy was a a, a bunch of layers. Like yep. in yep. Everybody's a bunch of layers. We just yeah, don't I'm, yeah. listen. We don't exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a. I I heard this this guy told me once, and I I've said it I've said it a billion more times since then. But the word silent and the word listen are the same word. They're just letters are jumbled up. Uh, that's true. Damn, that's a good one. So that's another good that. one, man. Corey, you got a <laughs> yeah. bunch of good ones here. <laughs> Nuggets, I'm, man. I'm very true. Damn. I didn't even think about that. No. Why would you think about that? Who the hell's no, thinking? About why that? would you? Why? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the the same guy told me. I, I mean, we were we were, you know, males having a male bonding moment where I was yeah. talking to him about um, my 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 dog had just passed away, and we were talking. And he was like, you know, God and dog are the same yeah. words, just yep. just mixed up. And he also mentioned the silent and the listen thing. And I was like, yeah, this is a, this is a good man, <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to, want to, this is the way I wrap up every time I start wrapping it up by saying, uh, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from now on, 
hypothetically, it's evolving with Endgame Paul Jordan. And this has been the very first episode, the pilot episode of your new podcast. Yeah. In a very, in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, I want you to wrap it up in a pretty little bow and get the lessons that we can ooze out of it in order to evolve ourselves to a better version of ourselves tomorrow. Right. And once you do that, I want you to do your best impression of Alf and say, Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. Yeah. Okay. I, mm, I got to think about Alf. Cause I know Alf, but I don't think I got a good impression of him, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. All right. Now this is supposed to be uh Jerry Springer final thoughts. Right. All right, guys. Uh, I know that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how the hell old Jerry Springer used to do his final thoughts because that's the one part of the Jerry Springer show that nobody paid attention to. And you want me to do the final thoughts? I watched. I watched. I, I watched all my life. Jerry Springer. All my life. You know what happened when final thoughts came on? Turn that shit off and waited for the new episode because I'm not going to sit here and listen to him. Tell me about some moral bullshit that they're learning about the Jerry Springer show. Are you kidding me? This is one of the most ridiculous requests I've ever gotten was to sit down and say, hey, man, I want you to give me a really good feelings <laughs> and your thoughts, your final thoughts. Oh, you know, like Jerry fucking Springer. Jerry fucking Springer. Like what? Okay, yeah, there you go. That's my final thoughts. <laughs> but really, because I feel like... Just right before that, talking about the the positivity and and how we evolved to a certain point, I think that we've 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 nailed it. And I don't want to ruin it by trying to go back and then one up myself at that point. So I'm going to talk shit about Jerry Springer. I think I, I and I love Jerry. So I did I did grow up on the Jerry Springer show, which is why it's like this dude's making me think about Jerry Springer's final thoughts. Damn, because some of them were really good. They were really good, you know. I, I talk shit, but I did listen to a few of them, you know. And he, with all the crazy immoral stuff that was going on on Jerry Springer, how could I be worried about the final thoughts, brother? How could I be worried about the final thoughts? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Alf, right? Now I got to do Alf. Yeah, and then Alf. Uh, what was it, Willie? Yeah, I haven't done it. What does he say? How does he say it again? Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. Was that close? That was, that was the best one so far. Thank you. Hey, Willie. <laughs> oh, I got to. I don't no. want to ruin it now. See, I'm going to ruin the shit. I just got to tag it. Leave on a high, to, a high note, dude. High note. I, I want to say, anybody who's listening to this, all this stuff I said to Paul about. Uh, being a resource for you, being judgment-free, uh, conversation, uh, ear, uh, shoulder. I'm here. I'm not hard to get a hold of. Uh, I I appreciate you. Uh, and, you know, if you want, go back and listen to the other episodes. There's 200 and, 217 or 18 other episodes. So far, and, and, cool. uh, and also, I mean, I'm not going to promise you that any of them are, are that good. Some of them are, and they're great. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you'll get new episodes every Monday. Put them out there, baby. Put them out there. That's the only way you're going to get it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, anytime I can be some, uh, a resource for you, please let me know. I'm always here for you. I'll, uh, I'll get you over. I'll get you over a link as soon as, uh, as soon as one's available. And uh, I, I hope, you know, I, this is lovely, man. I love you, man. Thank you so much for you, doing bro. this. This was a this was a blast, and I'm look for I'm looking forward to our uh, collaborations in the future, brother. 
Me too. 100%, man. Be, be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. 100. You got it, brother. You too, man. Thank you. Uh, and.